In the next few minutes, you're going to hear recommendations for talking to kids about sensitive things when they're on the spectrum. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the answer to this week's question comes from the growth pillar of the Evolved Family Method. Now, the whole question is, do you have any suggestions on educating children on the spectrum? So let's focus on that. The growth pillar of the Evolved Family Method, which is where I'm going to answer this question from, shows you how to talk to kids of any age about every sensitive topic under the sun. It also supports having open conversations and nurturing connection. Now, I teach a strategy called layering, and layering shows you how to lay foundations for all topics from a very young age. So our kids don't have to learn the information that is like five layers deep when they're older and they're trying to do it all together um, and they're investigating more actively, getting into relationships and people around them are having boyfriends, girlfriends and special things. Um, we don't have time to teach the whole concept of layering here, but I'm going to give you my favorite parts to help you get started. So what you might do if you have a question about talking about sensitive things to your child or children on the spectrum is err on the side of not saying anything because doing nothing feels safer than speaking up about something that might not be appropriate. You may also be prioritizing all the other parts of life that come with parenting a kid on the spectrum. You might be focusing on stories that you've heard in parenting groups and forums that talk about kids either being taken advantage of or um, kids violating other people's boundaries. And both those options feel abhorrent and awful. And all that makes sense. Of course, you are going to be doing things like that, noticing things like that, focusing on things like that. Um, because many of us don't live in places where there are optimal supports for us when we're parenting someone um, on the autistic spectrum, particularly around talking about sensitive things. And our brains are naturally drawn to the negative stories. That being drawn to negative stories, a biologically protective mechanism, um, but it doesn't help us do new and difficult parenting tasks. And I've learned that when parents and other caring adults who are raising kids um, take action in the ways that I previously described, it's an example of the silent connection breaker. Now, the silent connection breaker causes you to feel worried about getting these conversations wrong and therefore causes a sense of almost paralysis. You're unsure of the right actions to take and this may cause you to worry that you're going to cause your kid long-term problems for them if you don't get this part right, right? It makes sense why you would feel like that. Our kids spring from the deepest parts of our heart and most of us would do anything to support and help them. So in this episode, you're going to hear three recommendations for talking to kids on the spectrum about sensitive things. Point one, start earlier or start talking earlier than you ever would think necessary. Puberty is not the time when there's 
all this other stuff going on and bodies are changing and hair is growing and oil is being produced and sweat is happening and bones are growing it's just it's just not the time to be teaching body care or things related to boundaries and privacy um, or what an erection is for example or what a period is all these things need to happen ahead of the time much earlier so remember that avoiding the topics um, related to genitals and privacy teaches a young person whether they are neuroatypical or not that um, we avoid talking about things like that in this family or that they're shameful. So every conversation you have with your young person or your kid on the spectrum is a conversation that shows them that we talk about everything related to the body and being human in our families. The older our kids get, the more hyper aware they get um, of how different they are to other people and they will need your help to understand their own personal weaknesses as well as their own personal strengths. So learning about their diagnosis, their autism, their neurodiversity, what makes their brain special is an integral part of growing into who they are. We all need to learn to speak up for what we need and when young people on the spectrum have sensory needs that is an indicator that they are going to have to get very good at speaking up for what they need but in a way that others around them can hear clearly so conversations about sensitive things with growing kids who have autism absolutely needs to include an awareness of their diagnosis and um, an awareness of who they are and how they're different. And you know what? That can absolutely be couched from a place of celebration. Point two, find books to help you. There are no, as far as I know, resources that tick the boxes um, for sexuality education for kids on the spectrum. But um, there are a few that I know of and you can make an informed decision about whether or not you think these books are going to be helpful for your kid. Um, I don't have those books with me right now. I came out to record sitting in a car and I didn't bring them. But what I will do is I'll record an addendum of this episode and um, we can add that in to the end as a extra special bonus because there are about, if I remember rightly, six or seven books that um, I would like to introduce to you that are going to maybe help you a little bit get started on these conversations with your kid at home. Point three, you can also use books written for the general population. You can use the illustrations and add in your own words or you can create a scrapbook with copies of pictures. Um, at the end of the day, the way you talk to your kid about sensitive things is the same way you talk to them about other important life skills and awarenesses about their life. With a matter of fact way, you know, using words they understand at a time when their nervous system is regulated, they're not overstimulated or they're not seeking sensory stimulation. And remember that neuroatypical kids are awesome in so many different ways. They're awesome 
individuals, out-of-the-box thinkers, and they experience the world differently from so many of the other people around them. That includes us as adults. And some parts of living in this world do not come easily to them. So one of the pieces of learning to be a human in contact with other humans is to read body language and understanding the needs of others. So kids and young people on the spectrum need more help understanding consent as they are more at risk of consent issues, both in terms of having their consent violated and violating other people's consent in return. And this is not out of malice. This is purely from a misunderstanding or a lack of skills and information. So remember, your natural inclination will be to do less. But the opposite is actually true for any young person whose brain is slightly different, um, whether that's ADHD, ASD, or any other alphabet diagnosis, uh, they need more help rather than less. So you've just heard general recommendations for talking to kids about sensitive things when they're on the spectrum. But these recommendations don't do you much good if you don't have a clear understanding that everything that needs to be covered. And you might have heard right now that the um, growth pillar inside the Evolved Family Method um, has nine different topic headings with lists of age-appropriate um, topics to talk about from ages birth up to 16 plus. I call them the pyramids of progress because essentially we're progressing through the pyramid from the youngest ages up to the older ages and we're progressing from information that is broad and creating a foundation um, of understanding to talk about far more sensitive things related to all sorts of things like pleasure and rape or miscarriage and even pregnancy termination. So if you would like to get that complete understanding of how much information is useful for your growing child to know, particularly if they are on the spectrum, then find the link somewhere around this episode um, or head over to the link in my bio and put your name down so that I can let you know the next time the Evolved School opens next. That's where I teach the whole Evolved Family Method and um, that's where you can develop the skills and understanding to create open, natural conversations with growing young children who are in your care in a way that builds deeper connections with them as they grow. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And I'm going to say bye for now, but don't you worry because there is a book list recommendation coming straight after this. Bye for now. Okay, and we are back. This is the Stop Press with the book recommendations for kids. Um, on the autistic spectrum. So these books that I'm going to show you now are for kids around the age of eight. And I'm going to just go through them briefly. Things Tom's lot, things Tom likes, and things Ellie likes, which are a book about sexuality and masturbation for girls and young women and boys and young men with autism and related conditions. Um, it's very binary, very basic information. The great thing about it is it's basic, right? And um, the, the pictures are very specific, like 
don't do this, other people will get shocked, right? So those are those two things. Then you've got what's happening to Ellie and what's happening to Tom. <laughs> um, a book about puberty for girls and young women and a book about puberty for boys and young men with autism and related conditions. Again, very basic, very basic information. So what I'm saying is these are great books because they are basic, but also they're not great books because they're basic. Does that make sense? There are no... I can say hand on my heart, there are no perfect resources for talking to kids um, on the autistic spectrum about puberty and sex and bodies and all the things, right? Here are another two. Um, these books are, for, well, the one for boys from about the ages of nine, say, until maybe the ages of 14. But again, if you have any sort of diversity, a kid with gender diversity or... Um, uh, maybe they are attracted to people that aren't the opposite gender to them. These books are, you know, they're, they're fine, but they're lacking in um, being able to explain the complexity, right? So, but they're written, but this, these books are written by Davina, Davida Hartman. There you go, Davida Hartman. So they're excellent resources in amongst a sea of not much else in the way of choice. What else I want to show you is a book that I recently got on um, Kickstarter called Sensory Life on the Spectrum, organized and edited by that person there, um, for those on the podcast, S-C-H-N-U-M-N, Schnumann. Anyway, this book is cartoons and comics um, drawn and written by uh, people on the spectrum, talking about their life of what it's like with autism, the things that they struggle with, the things that are interesting about their world. And I'm including this in because the part um, that is going to be so important when talking about sensitive things is that embracing of your child and young person's um, individuality and uniqueness. And to that end, I just want to add this book here, um, Divergent Mind by Janara Nerenberg. Wipe the dust off here so you can see that if you're watching the video. Um, Thriving in a world that wasn't designed for you. It's about neurodiversity, not necessarily ASD specifically, though that is woven in here. Um, and it's about girls and women who maybe don't get diagnosed because um, they don't present in maybe the ways that historically uh, the medical profession would have thought ASD and ADHD look like. So that is well worth um, a read for yourself. If you are parenting a child that um, even just has sensory processing um, diversity or complexity, uh, their socks are scratchy or the tags on the jumper bothers them or they're constantly having to jump up and down or whatever it is um, that makes your child just a little bit more unique, this is a book that um, you can use to help guide your understanding so that you can in turn guide your kid into the embracing um, of their wonderful diversity. And there you go. That's your addendum related to book recommendations. And I will see you very soon. Bye for now.
I'm thinking, doing little burps, that's not very polite, sorry about that.